0: hello welcome back to the obsessed podcast it's nick gareth and gia and we are back with another catch-up episode so with this catch-up episode guys what's been happening
1: I'm going to reiterate this again, because we said this last time in our last catch-up episode, and I have to admit that you guys were fucking right. This is a very low-key kind of Christmas. It's very, like, nonchalant. I'm not really seeing Mariah a lot, but I'm seeing her all the time. Does that make sense to y'all? Yeah, she's just popping up with these,
0: like, little bits of nothing. It's almost like last year, but I feel like there was more of her popping up last year than what we've got this time and most of the stuff that's happening this time doesn't really I don't know I don't even know what kind of scale any of this stuff is on except the the concert everything else has been quite low key in terms of what it is as well as like her presence
1: well speaking of the concert without giving too much away (laughs) Gia give us a little rundown because bitch you got to see Mariah live
2: Yes, I did, with Jenny Kate and Adam McIntyre and Jeremy. Um, so, yeah, that shit was crazy, you guys. I really, I uh, I don't think I can get into it too deep without, like, spoiling a whole episode, wink, wink, that we could possibly do in the future. Um, but it was really good, you guys. A lot of lambs had a lot of things to say about it on twitter but we can get into that when we actually talk about it so
1: i didn't catch a lot of things on twitter because i'm not really a twitter lamb and i don't know how you did because i thought you weren't a twitter lamb either what were they saying
2: we would have to no you guys i'm sorry we can't we can't right now but i will say i will say i am obsessed with mariah and it was amazing i have a ton of snow in my purse and (laughs) not what you think so (laughs) I'm so
1: glad that you picked up some of that snow because I was even thinking in my head before you offered it to me that I hope that Gia got some of that snow because I want some of it. And bitch, you offered it to me, so... I
2: filled my entire Gucci purse full of snow. (laughs) I'm dead-ass serious. And I got two red ribbons that shot out of a cannon.
0: I mean, it looked like everybody had a really good time. Like, everything that I have seen. I've not seen a whole bunch of stuff, but, like, from what I have seen, like, your stuff and... Um, just things on on social media it did look like a really big event um it seemed like everyone was there like there were so many lambs that you know when you scroll through things or have a look and just things popping up on a day-to-day thing on your phone like there was still quite a few people that i recognized the names of and the faces of and i just thought is the whole entire family at this concert, or, or what? Like, there was also JD. There was Tamar Braxton, Michaela Angela Davis. They were all in the audience. I just thought, wow. Oh, honey,
2: I was right next to Tamar. See, we cannot even talk about this shit because I I talked to Tamar and I told her a few things. Uh, but we need we. I see. I'm gonna. We're getting into it too much, you guys. So we got to go on to the next with this. Sorry, you guys. My bad.
1: Well, I watched the whole thing on live because there were like. Certain lambs that were like, and some at the same time going live. So I, I pretty much caught the entire concert on Instagram Live. So it which was, which
2: is funny because you're not a live lamb, but anyway.
1: I know, but I really enjoyed the concert from what I saw. Oh, you know it what I mean. Was
2: this concert was she outdid herself for sure? In my opinion, I think I had more fun at this one than the Caution Tour, definitely. And I oh, think. Really? She's, you guys, without giving away too much, you guys, I think she really, like, made me excited for Christmas again, bitch. Like, yeah. I've been listening to Christmas music a lot since the concert.
1: Did you run into anybody? Did anybody notice you or recognize you?
2: Yes. A few people. And I recognized a few people as well. So it was so, so weird to have people come up and be like, oh, yeah and then like yeah oh my god I'm getting it's so weird to think about and then to see people that I've oh and then meet up with friends that I've been um like I met Kelly and Stevie and I met Hessa Gareth and Mm -hmm. um and I hugged her and I hugged him and I hugged her and I like got to meet them in real life and then fans of the podcast coming up saying oh my gosh I listened to you and We came here all the way from Texas and we listened to the podcast on the way to the concert. Like, it's just so surreal to have that shit happen. It felt like crazy. It was crazy. This concert is a whole entire moment and I really want to go so much more in depth and I've got so much more to say about it. I just will not allow myself to do it right now. I just, I'm still processing it. (laughs) No, I'm
0: kidding, bitch. I mean, I I think that like obviously, well, I don't think we're going to have anything like what we've had over the past couple of years, a touch wood for a long time. But like, I think that she should go back to this again every Christmas. I mean, I don't know how she would do it in terms of like a big, hectic, lengthy trip. I mean, I think what she's done this year is quite cute, just having like four dates. Maybe she could do four dates in different places. But in the UK, when she comes over here, like she literally starts off up north and works her way down because she'll stay at a hotel in London which is a bit of a trek to be then going up and down the country for a night but then she'll make her way down and then I think she finishes in London I think that's what she did but I don't know how she'd work the UK but like I think or even America's obviously way bigger than the UK but like I just don't know how she would work it to fit with her schedule and her family but I think if she did something like this every year it would be really cute even if she just did it in America like it really won't be that big of a deal because I think people would travel to go see her plenty of people seem to travel for this so
1: It's funny that you say that, because me and Gia were talking about this last night, but I think that this is going to be the standard now for Mariah during Christmas. Because, like, I was trying to, like, explain this to Gia yesterday, that she gets contracts with stadiums, Mm. so it'd be really interesting to see what she does, and evolves this kind of, like, yearly concert thing, but I can definitely see her doing this foreverness.
0: I can imagine she probably won't do this in the UK for a long time. It would probably, but I think she should do it on a streaming platform for the, for the rest of the world. I mean, there's ways to get hold of this, but like, I mean, she should just have a a deal where it can just go out for everybody else that can't make it. You know what I mean? So it does become a big moment, not just a live show that then there's some that can get to it and some that can't get to it. You know what I mean? So people still, she reaches everybody, basically, if she does the live shows and then puts it on streaming. You know what I mean?
1: I'm pretty sure that it's going to be uh, aired on MTV because it's saying that the concert is going to be premiering on December 20th. Of course, by the time this episode comes out, it will already have been on. But mm. it's going to be live streaming at 8 p.m. Eastern on Paramount Plus, as well as CBS. And then after that, it's going to be showing on MTV Global Networks starting December 21st. So I don't know if that means that it's going to be everywhere around the world. I mean, it does say global, so I'm assuming that it means that. But then it's going to be airing on MTV on December 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time as well. So I think you guys are going to get it over there in some kind of capacity. Um, I'm just thinking for like people that don't know they need it. You know what I mean? And like, oh, Mariah's got a thing. And
0: then they go watch it. You know, I think that would be cute too.
1: All right, you guys. So it happened. Fourth year in a row. All I want for Christmas is you is number one again, bitch. On the chart dated December 17, 2022, the song returned to the number one spot for a ninth week, knocking Taylor Swift's anti-hero out of the number one spot. This is Mariah's third longest number one song in the United States and becoming the first song in history to reach number one on the Hot 104 separate chart runs. The track was strained an impressive 36.2 36.2 million times in the past week, as well as logging 29.9 million audience impressions on radio. Do we think that it'll get up to 12 weeks by the end of the year and be number one on Gia's birthday, making everything in the world right?
2: Yeah, I want to know if it's, I don't know if it's going to be number one all the way to my birthday and into the next year. I really hope it does, like it has been, you know.
1: It's predicted that with one week to go until Christmas, the song is going to continue to soar in streams and radio play, which would indicate the track will firmly remain in the top five until January. I really like this kind of trend that we have going on each year where it's like, the last song the last number one of the year as well as the first number one of the year i love that shit i think it's amazing
2: yeah i think that's what i appreciate most about it and then it yeah and the fact that the first time it happened it crossed over from decade to decade like it's just iconic so that's that's amazing to me too but gareth do you think that it will um retain the power and the juice and the might to hold the number one spot all the way through I
0: don't know um I mean it could it's done it so I guess it would be great if it did I just I don't have any expectation of I feel like for me because it's already been number one it doesn't bother me whether it does maintain that this year or not like it, it is fine yeah but if it doesn't yeah yeah for sure I feel like like, it's
2: fine if it doesn't but I feel like I don't care if it's like number one like any random week as much as I care is like if it's number one in like more than one year at once you mm. know so like if one year she doesn't make it technically she still was number one in that year you know what i mean mm-hmm. or, yeah so yeah, like that that's why sense. it's like a safety net or something like oh bitch I, i'm sorry i already was number one this year though you know what i mean mm. yeah. i mean it
0: would, it if would be cute if for her i think it would be a nice thing to to be able to do that every single year even if, if it does become expected but it's not the end of the world like even over here like they're they're hyping it up like could it be christmas number one but she's just been knocked off the number one spot over here by wham with last christmas and there's apparently like a uh, a few other songs uh, by uh, some UK artists, and one of them being Sam Smith. Apparently, he's got a Christmas song, and apparently they're all battling for the number the Christmas number one spot. So I, I like saw
1: it's... today that Wham is selling their uh, their single for fifty nine p for a limited oh, really? time. So yeah, so
0: they're wait. How much that.
2: Is, is that? Like literally fifty cents, but like kind, of, but like your version of fifty cents.
0: In a way, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. To me,
1: if the song goes number one at least once a year, I'm happy. I had a thought the other day, though, and I wanted to ask you guys this question because I don't know if I'm right in my way of thinking. If Mariah continues to get this number one, like, over several years, could she possibly regain that number one spot from um, Lil Nas X?
2: I was thinking that earlier this week. I don't know if she could, though.
1: Which I don't means. know if it has to be consecutive. You know how, like when um, Little Nas X uh, dethroned One Sweet Day. I think what was it, twenty nineteen? Yeah, twenty nineteen. He dethroned One Sweet Day mm-hmm. with um, Old Town Road. Well, so, do you know I,
2: if do you know if One Sweet Day ever went out of number one, then back into number one, or was that the longest consecutive? consecutive? Yeah, that's yeah,
1: the, yeah that's the question. does yeah. it need to, does it. Doesn't need to be consecutive. Or if she keeps racking up these number ones. If she keeps racking up, yeah, yeah, these weeks at number one, will she regain that title again, or does it need to be consecutive?
0: I don't know. You know, obviously for a regular song, it would have to be consecutive in theory. But this is Christmas, and really, Christmas is just what, like, thirty days. So I, I don't know. Like, even if it was for two months, that's still like eight weeks. So it's still not going to do that. So in a way, because it is a seasonal kind of, like, moment, it could be considered, I don't know, whether it's official or not, I don't
1: know, but... Um... Something is telling me deep down inside it's consecutive, but that would be a really cool thing in mariah's career if she got like knocked out of that spot but she regained it with another song i thought that would be really cool well, what you know was what the I original mean? record
2: mm-hmm. for one sweet day was it the most weeks at number one or was it like the longest amount like consecutively or something you know i forget what the record was i know yeah i used same. To say wait I... where's my pocket girl i let me <laughs> shout out kelly <laughs> real quick because in my purse right now bitch is a fucking um a pocket chart a billboard chart um, what's it called? Um, she sent me this in the mail. It's a a billboard pocket stats, and once we day was it's gotta be in there bitch
1: a lamb tings. I thought it was like seventeen weeks or something like that, if I remember right, but I could be wrong.
2: I guess I can figure
1: it out with a quick Google search.
2: But thank you also, Kelly, for this pocket stats, girl, because this is amazing.
1: But yeah, I think
0: with One Sweet Day, it's the longest running consecutive because it is ongoing. It was at number one for like ages, wasn't it, in the US? And then We Belong Together looked like it was going to do something similar, but it just didn't quite make it.
1: I just Googled it and it does say 16 weeks, but this is the description of it. It says, Carrie's One Sweet Day with Boys and Men held the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 for 16 weeks, becoming the longest number one at the time. The longest running number one at the time. I'm pretty sure it's consecutive weeks, but.
2: Yeah, but then, but then eventually it'll have the most weeks at number, or wait, look up what song has the most weeks at number one then.
1: It's, and it's old town road
2: thing. well then she probably could snag it back like without being consecutive though or maybe it would just become its own new record she just keeps setting new <laughs> record
0: I think it would just yeah. be a thing of like yearly every so often like not every so often like uh, consecutive years they'll just do it like that like imagine if this was like five years in a row or even 10 years in a row that would be insane like that it did this they'd measure it that way because of obviously the rest of the year gap in between it going to number one each year
2: yeah but what about the amount of weeks it racks up in that same year as well though you know you they count the number ones by the week you know
0: yeah but i think because then it's not like consecutive so i don't know yeah
2: but there's still that many weeks that it's it's still in the billboard charts it counts Mm. how many weeks it's been at number one and then still in Mariah's chart it goes it makes her weeks at number one go up too each time you know Mm. so i think that yeah i don't know lance if you know just by years it goes to number one and weeks somehow and then like i'm sure that she's just gonna make more than one fucking record she's crazy and always making new records
1: Clams, if you know, just comment on our latest post what the T is. Is it consecutive weeks, or is it just, or is it just weeks in general? You know what I mean? Yeah, let us know, please. Like, because. I think this is a really cool thing. If that, if if it didn't have to be consecutive weeks, and Mariah snagged that back, bitch, that's like legend shit.
0: Okay, so "All I Want for Christmas Is You" has also sold an additional two million units since last year's RIAA diamond certification, pushing it to the current status of twelve times platinum. The win not only extends its reign as the highest-certified holiday hit. Ever, but also saw it tie with Katy Perry's firework for the title of highest certified
1: single by a female act to date. Just like we just said, Mariah's doing crazy-ass shit. Because you know she's going to beat this record by next year. Like, can you imagine two million copies in one year? I guess not.
2: (laughs) No, I don't. I just... (laughs) No, I can't imagine like how much it does. I mean, the song just keeps growing, you know, and uh, we got to check how many views the YouTube video has versus how much it had last year too soon, you know, because it's just going to keep racking it up. And then eventually, what if one day she goes like double diamond, you know, and it'll be her first double diamond, won't it? Because she only has two diamonds, darling.
1: Didn't she go double diamond with Music Box?
2: Oh, wait, no. And, oh, no, music box is triple diamond, isn't it? girl <laughs> and then, and then daydreams double diamond. I'm so stupid. I re- okay, well, if anyone tries to come for me, I remembered what they had by myself. I know that they're diamond, okay. I just don't know like how many things are diamond, but I'm just saying like it's a song that's diamond. It's not an album, you know, like it's her first song that would be that much, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. If you try to come for Gia, she'll just put on a Mariah filter and come for you, bitch.
2: Stop! Oh my god. All right, you guys. So next up on our list of things to talk about is the Stephen Colbert interview. Um, I mean, I think I've been obsessed with this interview since it happened. It's it was a couple weeks ago now, but her hair was amazing. She looked gorgeous. It was like the first. Big interview, I think that was like in real life this season. Mariah was interviewed on the on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert and took the Colbert questionnaire. The Colbert questionnaire is a quick fire round of fifteen questions. Mariah wore an all black with a high pony, which I was obsessed with, you guys. It was giving me um emancipation vibes. Um, from that one image, I can't even remember where it was from, but it was was giving giving me the
1: Peloton vibes.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, the Peloton vibes, too. And a little bit of the 2020 Christmas special. But it it first reminded me of Emancipation, this one photo shoot. Mariah plugged Laron and asked Steven to say hello to her. But he just said, hey, L."
1: It was really weird. Like, did you catch that? Or I thought that she was referring to Laron. I don't know.
2: Yeah, Cause I don't know.
1: Because she, she said, like, I have this Israel... My favorite lamb or something like that. Something along those lines. She said, and she's obsessed with you. Can you say hi to her? And he just said, hey, Elle. It was just really weird to me. But Mar- Mariah, Mariah finally addressed the Queen of Christmas drama. in this. this is like the first time she talked about it.
2: Yes, which was satisfying because she's been so silent about it.
3: Because you are you when you are the Queen of Christmas. I, I've got a couple. First of, of all, may I say I never called myself the queen of Christmas. Can we please be clear on that? That's I never if accused you of that. Should, you did not. No, you did not, my friend. But okay. others have said, like, the self-proclaimed I'm, I'm like, really? I'm going to do that? They can look up every interview I've ever done. And not to get super religious, but I was like, I think, like, if anybody would be the queen of Christmas, that would be Mary. It's oh, really son.
1: weird because she, like, there's two times during this catch-up that we're going to talk about Mariah addressing the Queen of Christmas. But in this one, she was a little bit ratchet with it, like what you heard from the clip. So it's just like, it was kind of funny to me. I'm, I'm glad she finally said something.
2: She says that Mary is the Queen of Christmas. Mariah made a cute joke about white lights and colored lights.
3: Mariah Carey, yes. white lights or colored lights at Christmas? Um, I'm going to say, is that politically correct in the way that you phrase that? I don't know.
2: Nick, this is, you said you want to hear.
1: So Mariah also brought up, like, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but she keeps on bringing up her playlist, her Christmas playlist. And I thought that it would be like really interesting to hear her playlist and that it would be like a a really cool marketing idea for her in the future. I can see her totally like, Doing something with this playlist, you know what I mean? I don't know how she could possibly make money out of it, but I'm sure that like Spotify or something could pay her to like give them her playlist.
2: I bet Mariah has a fire ass playlist, though.
1: do you have a Christmas playlist because I got one?
2: I made one a couple years ago, but I don't now i I listen to Spotify playlists. so Mariah also said that the chicken parm sandwich is her favorite sandwich fun fact. Um, it seemed like she didn't know like what kind of sandwich at all the fuck that she was talking about. But then she was like, okay, it would be some sort of chicken Parmesan. But but then she was like, but it would be like very thin, and then press and like, um, it was just so and funny, like fresh
1: like, mozza- mozzarella. Like, <laughs> Mariah was really playing Mariah in this interview.
2: She was doing a lot, but I was actually really here for it because it was cute and it was a little different. You know, it was fun, but it just didn't seem like. I got a feeling like there was some sort of like animosity between them. I didn't know if they like actually liked each other at all, which was what? I think the best. I think it was the best part of the interview for me.
1: I this has been my favorite interview of the season so far, Gareth. What did you think about this interview?
0: I I liked it it didn't really give us anything in terms of like what you know what could be coming if we didn't already like know tea. yeah there was nothing really like um it was cute though it was fun and it, I guess it was just her being put out there um at this time of year with the things that are going on to sort of just make people aware oh okay yeah it's Christmas you know and it was cute um the interview the interview didn't really give us anything either like there wasn't really any information there that's like oh okay but it was fun it wasn't like because I thought what are these questions and I thought well to be fair she's a good sport with it she is playing around with her answers it's not like she's just turned up and she's answering these weird questions I thought she looked absolutely fantastic fantastic um love the high ponytail very uh, nostalgic of like the 90s and whatnot so as well as I think I know what photo shoot you are referring to with the emancipation era I think I, I can see it in my head
1: right now but like she looked See, really I can't good. see it I'm trying to think of what y'all are talking about it
0: was
2: her for head a magazine. tilted up a little bit and then she it's like the big Ariana before Ariana like it, yeah it's, and it's yeah from you know her what right I'm side, about and she's got that cute sweater right it's a sweater
0: uh, i'm not it's like a multicolored something but multicolored.
2: colored mu- but like pastel almost
0: yeah but i yeah I've, yeah i've always just looked at the the face and the hair her, like... it's
2: airbrushed right the face is airbrushed <laughs> and
0: beautiful beautiful it, i mean it's yeah it's very it's not airbrushed like the emancipation of mimi cover but no not like that not like that <laughs> but like, it is cute yeah, yeah it's nice and yeah there's all this hair she's sort of like it's from her right side and she's sort of like head tilted back and she's looking at you down the lens through the corner of her eyes almost it's it's really um even then even for then like 2005 or whatever it was around that time but like it's a nice little nod back to you know, the 90s Mariah with the high ponytail and the the, the sweeping fringe and whatnot. And I, I thought this is actually really, really nice, like that she's doing this again, because I feel like we've lost this a little bit. Well, way before Ariana happened, but like, I feel like it's just definitely not happened since Ariana has been trying to do it. So I'm quite glad that she brought it back and she looked I really good. I like that good. it was clearly
2: different than Ariana also can i add that yeah yeah
1: yeah. like it it it, it, was yeah, it wasn't around. as high it wasn't as high as ariana's phone but it
2: had some volume you know like it's, it's yeah big. yeah
1: and, and I she think had the little baby hairs in the front
0: too in a way sometimes when people do like return to certain things that, that you know they did when they were younger it can look a little bit out of place because i mean her hair is nothing like how it was in the 90s she has that kind of like Um, wavy thing that Beyonce had once upon a time that kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker thing that she has now and she's had that for a long time and I think that looked really nice on her Um, so her hair is a far cry from what it was in the 90s so for her to return to this and it still looked fitting I thought okay that's that's quite a cute moment she looked fantastic in the long direct the long almost like not quite plunging but um I don't know like it it was it was a very modest look but it was also giving us a lot as well
1: if that makes sense like but you know what it wasn't that fucking red dress and we haven't seen her out in that red dress this season a lot if at all if you think about it mariah's
0: listening to us i mean there was the i think there were pajamas she was wearing something red in one of her stories on instagram where she was mentioning darling love but i do feel oh and there was that thing with the bathtub the teas in the bathtub with the red dress screwed up all on the floor as if she'd
1: just taken it off um, oh yeah but she's not the boring. very first promo yeah but that's but that's like at least we're not we still got the nutcracker outfit but we know it's talk like about she that. took
2: off the dress and then got new ones honey yeah she took off that dress to get in the bath and then she got out and she said bitch i got my new christmas wardrobe this season honey <laughs>
0: But yeah no i think that we we spoke about it so much about this this red dress and i feel like maybe like she has heard i don't know (laughs) a delusional moment but like it's been done to death it has like uh, uh, obviously red is always a thing at christmas but like her in this kind of whatever variation of the same red dress and i feel like last year it was literally like milked dry and I don't know if it was to do with the corsets or whatever, but I just feel like we saw that dress last year and I feel like I was not at the end of my tether with it, but I just feel like I'd had, and definitely, Jira. I feel like you were more outspoken about it, but like... I feel like we'd had enough. So I think it was a good call for her to leave the red dress behind. And I just think if she's ever going to pull that out, it needs to be like in a few years or revisit the fit.
2: Different variations. I think that, like, I think the red dress she wore in this Christmas special this year was fucking gorgeous. It was so fucking gorgeous. It was stunning stunning girl it, is completely it was completely different the best it was the best red dress i've seen on that bitch she could she could pull that red dress out next year honey i don't give a fuck that red dress honey was so gorgeous but it was different and all she had to do was add a little bit of some crystal honey just in a different spot it was so cute so cute but that's it that's the last i i'm giving you about the christmas special you guys gotta wait
0: this dress she wore at the show, though, um, obviously, yeah, completely different. Wasn't covered in, like, glitter or sequins or too much sparkle. It had its moment, of course, like its little bit on the, not the train, but the, like, ruffly bit at the bottom. It also had it around the chest area. And it reminded me, there's another red dress, and I can't pinpoint the time of when she wore it, but there's some kind of red moment where she has like gold around the the chest area and I, I'm sure it's a Christmas show but I just I can see it in my head but I just don't know what year if I find a picture then I'll have to share it but like it just reminded me of that dress and I just thought okay fine we can revisit something with the red dress but I just don't want to see too much of that one particular red dress that we are talking about that we've moaned about, you know? So I, I liked this little like silk or whatever it was number. Yeah, that
2: lo- yeah, the you know what we're talking the long sleeve red dress with sparkles all over it and the cleavage and the slit on the side. Yeah, that one is done. Like we need yeah. to be over that one. But we've this We've been one over it for year, a long time. <laughs> yeah, that one we're done with that. But this one I this like year, the yeah.
1: red dresses, bitch. I like the red dresses. Like it, it was like my, three years you in a row. Yeah, but Mariah looks good in them red dresses. I'm sorry. Mm. But she moved away from the red, and she's been wearing a lot of black this year.
0: So, I mean, she's that's... got a, a news felt figure. She's got to enhance it with a bit of, uh, you know, a, a black moment, which is, I think it's it's really complimented
1: her. Well, speaking of black moment, Mariah made a surprise appearance at the Moe and Shandon holiday party inside New York's Lincoln Center, And she had a bit of a truss malfunction. Have you all seen this? I haven't seen the malfunction. No, I haven't seen the malfunction either, but she had this really cute part where she did her little Mariah Carey thing and made up a song on the spot.
3: We're going to try to get this dress together.
2: She was so cute. She mentions like Christmas in New York right before she does it. And she's like, my fans love this moment, Christmas in New York. And then she just like made up this song on stage. And she's been making up a lot of songs lately on stage, but we'll talk about that later.
0: I thought it was a really sexy dress. It looked absolutely amazing with the little chain moment, um, the straight hair. It was very much like, and I. It took me a while to really pinpoint when I've seen her looking like this before. And it was, it was uh, two thousand and was it two thousand and three at the NRJ Awards, and she wore this like black silk dress that really fit her body um obviously it didn't go all the way down like this one but it it sort of went up at the front and it had like a long train and she was giving us legs she was giving us breasts she was giving us hair like she just looked absolutely fantastic and when i looked at it i just thought it's it's almost as if like i don't know like a couple of years have gone past even though it's like what like almost well no it is almost 20 years since the charm bracelet era so i thought she looked
1: absolutely amazing and i'm i'm glad we got a bit of straight hair Imagine working for Moe, and you go to your Christmas party, and Mariah carries the the entertainment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> These people have money. I thought it was a cute moment, and I hate saying this. And this might shock y'all, but I'm really getting into Mariah live performances, but it's probably just like the Christmas ones. But I'm getting into them and I'm liking these like made up on the spot song moments and these. He
2: does that so much, Nick
1: man y'all are converting me and i fucking hate you for it well i
0: think it's it's definitely deserved i think you should definitely like look into more of these live performances because there are some really good the ad libs that she does you know there's even just some good performances of the songs you know like obviously uh heard said it before but like make it happen live is way better than the recording it just gives so much more so no, finally, and I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Thanks.
2: <laughs> what do you say, Nick? You say there can be miracles. <laughs> what do you say? When you believe
1: Though hope is frail. It's, it's all kill. kill.
2: No, but literally though, I'm so proud of you for loving live performances though. Like I literally thought, like, cause whenever I'm like oh my god Nick like one day you'll love like um, what is it um, the beautiful ones and you're like no bitch <laughs>
1: but like ga, 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 uh, ga, 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 bitch I'm never gonna like the beautiful ones so it's never going to happen like ever like never I know, ever but I'm ever just
2: saying, like, I'm happy you're liking some lives okay
1: again it's probably just the Christmas vibe because I get very into Christmas and it's just it literally is and I know this sounds so cliche it's my favorite time of the year so it could just be that i don't know something's happening to me and it's very scary it's probably just a process i'm gonna call the
0: process the road to the beautiful ones and i think you'll get there
1: girl i'm never going to the beautiful ones (laughs) do we want to elaborate any more on this performance for moe and shandon Mm, i don't think there is much more really
2: other than she's like looked gorgeous which we keep saying like yeah she's gorgeous
1: well she has been singing the same songs that she's been singing at the concert like this whole year like with the big energy remix and she's saying the honey heartbreaker mashup and then she of course ended with all i want for christmas is you which i think that was her first live performance this year wasn't it for all i want for christmas is you
2: the moet chandon one
1: yes Wait, did that happen
0: before or after the Thanksgiving thing?
2: No, Thanksgiving, I think, was first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but this Thanksgiving wasn't live. Well, I don't think this was 100%. <laughs> I <mean>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that
2: was We got the new whistles in this one, though. <laughs> so we got, we're a mess, bitch. See, we're always set up to fail when we talk about this shit, bitch. Like, we're not even hating, bitch. Like, okay, anyways, let's move on.
0: All right. So also Mariah acknowledged Darlene Love regarding the Queen of Christmas drama. So apparently in a Spotify interview, I didn't see the Spotify interview, so I don't really know too much about that. But I saw it on the social media post where Mariah acknowledged Darlene Love and basically surrenders the title of Queen of Christmas when asked the question, why did you cover Christmas Baby Please Come Home?
3: When I did Christmas Baby Please Come Home, it's because I listened to that song every year, like every year, and it was an homage to Darlene Love, the queen of Christmas, Darlene Love, that we love, we live for her, she can have that title forever, like it's, we love that song, Um, but the wall of sound that Phil Spector, a moment. I mean, just as a musician, as a producer, as a writer, you know, my respect for that particular Christmas song is just so massive.
1: So what do you guys think about this? Because we got the ratchet moment on Stephen Colbert where she's like, let's get one thing straight. And then we got this well, And day. we got the
2: other ratchet moment on tour talking about, I don't like this song, but I'm gonna sing it anyway. So here we go. Did you
1: see that? That was a few years ago, though, right?
2: No, that was literally like at the show in Toronto.
1: But we can't talk about the show,
2: okay? But I'm I'm saying we can't talk about the show in New York, bitch.
1: <laughs> I just think it was like a like again. I appreciate Mariah speaking about this. It's just like, what side are you picking? Are you like giving this to Darlene or? It's almost like Mariah is just like, I don't care about this shit, which is cool. And I appreciate that. But it's just like, it's like this little back and forth kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I think we've said it
0: before. I think the whole Queen of Christmas thing was obviously a trademark thing. But like, I feel because it didn't go in the direction of what Mariah intended. I think it's just a case of like, eh it is what it is I don't think she wants to dwell too much on it I think she wanted to just sort of leave it a bit as a rumor and just have it like that and just either success or or not success on, on this and I think she'll always be quite respectful and I feel like that's what she's she's been with this I don't think she wants any bad feeling with her and Darlene Love um, obviously, as well, there's people that have heard Darling Love's version and then heard Mariah's version and probably like, well, no, there's no probably. People like Mariah's version. Whether or not they like the original doesn't matter because people do go towards Mariah's more. So I feel like it's it's always great decorum for her to respond in this way and remain respectful.
2: You said something, Gareth, that um, I think she actually wants to ride on this. I think the biggest thing that's happened this year. Is this whole dumbass Queen of Christmas shit? Like the
3: biggest <laughs> it really thing that happened this it really Christmas is. season is
2: the drama with them. And after we're we're gonna get into talking about Darlene, and then there's gonna be a big point coming up. But I just want to get into that one point right now: is that her shows are selling out. Darlene Love's shows are selling out now. She says she because admitted of the drama, it. Drama, bitch. So obviously Mariah is getting more attention for this shit too. And we said that last time. Elizabeth Chan, blah blah blah. You guys know what we said, but. This shit probably is a huge factor in the the marketing moment of this season, this year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? N- not that Mariah's like causing it or anything, but um, I'm, I'm sure it's helping beef up her Christmas season. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Mariah's just like, this is making them both money. So they're kind of both riding it a little bit. But anyway, Darlene replied on Facebook. And I do want to add, like, you can really tell what kind of a person is by what social media platform they use on the regular. And Darlene Love loves herself some Facebook. So she wrote on Facebook, thank you, Mariah Carey. This just warmed my heart. Heart emoji, praying hands. Love you very much. And I apologize if my words towards you were a bit harsh. I've always loved and adored you. I am honored to share the Queen of Christmas title with you and all the other talented performers on Earth. Earth Emoji. Maybe we can re-record Christmas Baby for a new holiday re-release in 2023. Praying Emoji, Champagne Emoji, Reindeer Emoji, Crown Emoji, Christmas Tree Emoji, Present Emoji, Snowman Emoji, and Santa Claus Emoji. So guys, (laughs) do you want a duet? (laughs) With Miss Love and Miss Carrie. No.
0: I mean, if anything, if this has to happen, it would have been cute around the time of Mariah's first Christmas album as a live moment. But no I don't need anything else I, I don't need anything if we've not got anything this far then I don't need anything at all and it would have been cute as a live moment back in the day but it, no.
2: it would have been cute before she talked all this shit like yes. girl yeah. uh,
0: I mean that could be next Christmas you know after all this they, they probably won't talk about it then next Christmas it will probably be a thing like oh well remember last year we had to bury the hatchet and here we are
1: but, yeah well she's got to sell tickets somehow and Darlene Love is trying to sell her show so I didn't even. Know I would-
0: she
1: had him... shows i didn't either but like it, she you know she's gonna bring this up next year i can't really see them recording something together but i can definitely like you said gareth have her come up for like a little stage moment or something but like
3: i don't not know now. i wouldn't pass
1: not now i'm talking like like darlene saying next year in 2023 so no i think this is this is her cash cow and like Honestly, because of Mariah, like, she's got a little bit more coin now. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I
0: think... So
2: she needs to shut the fuck up and be humble. Like...
0: I think that Darlene's original recording of this uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home, it's nice. It is nice. And for what it is and what era it belongs to and what musical moment it belongs to and all of that, I feel like Mariah is clearly... Her version is inspired, of course, because it's a cover and she just does it 10 times better more. It's just a completely, not completely different song, but it is a completely different song because in a way it's given the Mariah magic. And she, Darling Love does need to be thankful for that because... I think that just by memory I think that Mariah's was the first version I heard of that song and then I went back and heard Darling Love's version and I just thought okay it's cute it is what it is but the thing is now like I like I said I think there was a moment when they could have done something as a live moment back in the day I feel like now no way because to have these two versions side by side like if they're singing it live mariah can still do it you know she does she doesn't sing it like how she did sing it but she still does it in a way that's very in keeping with her original one whereas darlene love sounds like a drunk aunt doing karaoke at a christmas party (laughs) period i
2: mean like you you literally hit the nail on the head like mariah actually it's yeah it is a mess honey
1: it's not cute Well, what Darlene did is she burnt her bridge. Wait, and she was the
2: one talking about, I can still hit the notes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. So Darlene's out here burning bridges like it's her J.O.B. And then when Mariah's like, well, whatever, you can be the queen of Christmas. She's like, yes, queen, let's let's re-record the song. Like, girl, please. I mean, if there's
0: someone in the studio that can do some wizardry to her voice, then... Yeah, maybe it could sound okay, but...
1: Well, she can still hit them notes, right? She says she can <laughs> still hit them
0: notes. But She weren't hitting them on The View.
2: <laughs> Speaking of The View, you guys, and the messiness that is Darlene at the moment, and this whole Mariah Queen, Queen of Christmas situation, the only reason why we're bringing up the reason that Darlene Love was on The View recently was that Whoopi Goldberg decided to instigate this whole Queen of Christmas mess and said, Darlene is the real queen of Christmas.
3: For the last seven seasons, this music legend has brought our holiday tradition to the view that she started a David Letterman show, joining our holiday show once again to perform the beloved classic Christmas. Baby, please come home. <laughs> With a very special <laughs> guest, is the queen of Christmas, yeah. Miss Darlene Love.
2: Yeah, what do you guys think of um, Whoopi just like shading mariah kind of and then just stirring the pot bitch
0: it reminded me and this is going to be a very specific it might not be but to me it's a very specific way that i received it i'm from a very small town originally and when you hear people talk, like the busybodies of the town, like the gossips, the old women who have got nothing better to do, and it's done in such a a way that's, like, like almost desperate and clutching at straws, and it just reminded me of that like whoopi goldberg said something to darling love and darling love made some really like redundant comment oh well my song came out in 1968 and mariah's came out in R, and then she corrected herself it's in 1994 and i know
2: and i was thinking like oh my god she literally thought it came out 10 years later at first and now it's 2020 and this bitch is saying oh my god this song came out 10 years later and she's she therefore i'm the queen of christmas pretty much i was like what in the middle school drama is this yes like girl get it together bitches because first of all everyone knows mariah's the actual queen of christmas second of all the actual title the Queen of Christmas, why does it have to be like fought over? Like like Aretha was the queen of soul, but there are so many other great soul singers. Michael Jackson is the king of pop, but like, I don't know why there's just so much drama just because it's Mariah, bitch, that's why. And it's like, let her have her fucking moment. You obviously know she's way more, the most successful Christmas act still working today like Whoopi goldberg shut the fuck up like girl you're a mess and this yeah whole but they christmas, played
1: into it they really played into they it though, they really did they really really, at really at the did very end of it she walks up to her with a crown and sash that says queen of christmas and says no, first Whoopi says, why does Mariah, ha- or why does she have to have everything? Is she going to be the princess of Christmas or something like that? And they all laugh. And then that that woman, I don't even know who she is. I don't watch the view. She took the crown and a sash that said the queen of Christmas on it and said, well, we'll just make it official now.
3: Darling, there has been some recent controversy over who the real queen of Christmas is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to clear this up? Well, I did Christmas Baby Please Come Home in 1964. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did hers in 1974, in 94. Ooh, 94. Well, yeah, It's a 30-year gap here. Well, she could yeah. be the princess of Christmas. Mm-hmm. She wants that, Well, Let's just go ahead and make it official. Well, she, she can have everything. I, I, no, I, no, no, I no. wanted to be the princess You of are <laughs> and always will be the queen <laughs> of <on> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That shit like, was just crazy to me Like that was so petty Like Gia said It was like middle school shit Like what the yeah. fuck was going on
0: It was just It just sounded like Like yeah middle school Like really petty Like the gossips The busybodies And then when she said Oh well can't she just be the The princess Or she can be the princess Like I just thought Oh my god this, Can they hear themselves This sounds so dumb It
2: sounds
1: so irrelevant
0: It was
2: so juvenile bitch yeah. It and was like, ridiculous
1: but you got to think about this, like, th- right after Mariah released that Spotify interview video, where she's like, she can just have it. And Darlene, Darlene was like, yes, let's do the, the, the let's re-record it or whatever. Two days later, she's on here making a joke out of it. Like, bitch, pick a side, what is going on? Yeah, I think she
0: just wants to put it out there to make, try and make it clear to people to try and sway it. But at the same time, she wants to still be on good terms because she doesn't want it to come back and bite her in the ass so i can kind of see what she's trying to do but it's literally just happened so people haven't got that short of a memory well we know
1: exactly what she's trying to do because this is where she admitted well if none of this would have happened all my shows wouldn't be selling out like girl girl come on is this is what this is what your career has come to
2: she literally said the quiet part out loud oh my gosh this whole thing has been making me so much more money bitch like yes girl queen of christmas who oh my god like she's a like they're so dumb
1: yeah, and Elizabeth hot... Chan is nowhere to be seen But she's the Queen of Christmas, right? I haven't seen one fucking thing from Elizabeth Chan this year At all Have y'all? I I, I don't pay attention to Elizabeth Chan I only know of her because of this Well, let's make this the last time we talk about these guns <laughs> Because we're, we're just giving them money now Girl, you know that she's going to be out there next year Talking about the Queen of Christmas Like, it's inevitable It just is all right, you guys, that was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep an eye out on Christmas Eve because we got a little bit of a Christmas present, a little bonus episode moment for you. Make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms at The Obsessed Podcast. Follow us on anything that you're streaming us from. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on Christmas Eve. Bye, you
2: guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.